the line. The second half, the ball comes back to Stewart. They float across the line. It comes to Linda. Back inside it comes the lines. He's away from one tackle. Then the ball back to Stewart. They've got an overlap. Stewart's gone straight through. He comes to halfway. Where are the wingers? He's up over halfway. He's looking for Eddie Howard. He's still going, Stewart. He gave it to Maninga. Finals round one 2021 is officially over. And wow, what a week of finals it has been. Crazy, crazy scorelines, some crazy games. Three of the best games I think I've ever watched um, for the last three games. Manly, let's, but let's start off with the first one. Let's start off with the Manly Seagulls versus the Melbourne Storm. The score was 40 to 12 uh, to finish that one off. The Storm did beat the Manly Seagulls. Huge game for Storm. Uh, they contained Tom Dravojevic really, really well. He sort of went quiet in the second half. Um, and a quiet game for Tom Dravojevic ended up being a somewhat, I think it was 150 metres. So, geez, Tom Dravojevic, what a player. It really just proves how good Tom Dravojevic is. He played really, really well considering that every time he took the ball, they just tried to hammer him. At the start of the game, Carl Lawton was moved to the hooker position and Croker was ruled out uh, of this one. It, and that didn't really prove to be as effective as we thought as the Manly Seagulls did go down to the Melbourne Storm. There was a beautiful play by Brandon Smith after a Manly knock-on that sets up Lumi Lumi for a really good try. Lumi Lumi is actually a really good talent. So watch him if he's in the Storm games in the next few weeks. The, game, the Storm started off the game with five out of five sets completed. That was pretty awesome by the Melbourne Storm. Melbourne Storm are uh, known for like, displaying freakish stats, and, and that was one of them. Five out of five sets. That was awesome to start off the game. Kenneth Bromwich scored a great try and puts the, puts, uh, the Storm in front. And the Storm were pretty much in front and, and on top for the first 15 minutes of the game. Munster did an awesome strip, and that was a huge play. That really um, pretty much uh, summarized the whole game. It pretty much just summed up the whole game. Munster, what a talent he is. He's fantastic, and he's been starting to gain back a bit of his form in the past few weeks. He's fantastic, Cameron Munster. I mean, that was huge. That was a huge play to do, and that's not easy to strip the ball without being penalised. Uh, and Munster, again, what a play it was. Brandon Smith, beautiful ball to set up Welch for a try. Welch steaming onto the ball. I've never seen a front rower run so fast onto a ball. Brandon Smith, he pretty much just had an amazing game. It was really unfortunate that he failed his HIA. I think it was about 20 or 30 minutes into the game, which was really upsetting for the Melbourne Storm. The Storm were pretty much on top the entire first half and going into the second half as well. It was a crazy game. Um, it's a huge play by Olakawatu as he tried to strip uh, the ball. Oh, chip and chase, sorry. He tried to trip and chase uh, on a last tackle. It didn't go as well as they thought it was, but it was a huge play and great confidence from Olakawatu to try that one out. Uh, respect to the big fella, he's, had, he's been in some great form the past few weeks. Olakawatu, he's definitely a player to watch in this final series for the Manly Seagulls. Purely a Melbourne first half as Pappenhausen runs straight through and scores. Uh, he basically just tore the defence apart. 
suddenly did a hammy. Like he was limping away, broke some ankles, did Papenhaus, and great player. Storm dominate the whole first half other than the Saab try. Saab, what a player he was. Two tries for Jason Saab. The only two tries that Manly scored uh, in that whole game. So Saab, what a player. The best try I think I've ever seen. The best try of the year was the Saab one. Ruben Garrick put a huge kick in um, after a 20-meter restart. I don't think the Storm were expecting it. And and Jason Saab, how fast is this bloke? He looked like he was shot out of a cannon, to be honest. There's no other way to put it. Shot out of a cannon. He ran all the way down the field and scored a beautiful try. Probably, again, as I said before, the try of the season, in my opinion. It was fantastic. Um, Storm pretty much made a s- statement in the second half as the, as the second half kicked off, dragging Turbo into touch. That was huge. Some huge statement plays were made throughout the whole game, including the Munster strip that I talked about before. Huge plays that were pulled off really well by the Melbourne Storm. Manly was showing a, on and off signs. They, like they were starting to get momentum. Uh, and then they'd lose it with a silly error or a forward pass or whatever it may be. They just, they really did some silly things and, and lost the momentum. And I think the Storm can do that to you. They really make you lose all of your confidence um, when you gain it, all your momentum. The Storm are just really famous for doing that to you. Uh, Saab's second try uh, sort of gave Manly a bit of confidence, but then it was just taken away with great efforts by the Melbourne Storm, and they really shut down Tom Trevojevic, uh, which was huge. That, I didn't expect them to shut down Tom Trevojevic. I honestly thought this game would be a bit closer than it actually was. Ryan Pappenhausen got a two-point field goal, which put the needle in the coffin for the uh, Manly for the, for the Storm, sorry, Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm still just blown away by the, the other game I just watched, the Eels and the Knights, but we'll get to that later. I can't even speak at the moment. Uh, talking about Manly and Storm, though, yeah, Pappenhausen, two-point two point field goal, which was huge. Basically put the needle in the coffin for this game. Uh, huge game by the Melbourne Storm. Uh so mainly Artiverse, the Sydney Roosters. And that was only just two. Let's actually go straight to that game, the Roosters and the Titans. 25 to 24. Yes, you heard me right. One point that was the difference. The Titans actually nearly won this game. It was crazy. Absolutely unreal, this game. I loved every minute of it. 25 to 24. Probably one of the games of the season, in my opinion. I didn't actually expect the game to go like this. I didn't, I thought that the Titans were going to get absolutely flogged, uh, but that wasn't the case. The Roosters did come out to play, but so did the Titans. It was an awesome game. It really had me on my toes every second. So Roosters were on top in the first 20 minutes. Uh, Tyrone Peachy got sent off in the first 10 minutes, and it really gave the Roosters some confidence, and they were playing some really good footy. A few decisions that didn't go their way uh, would have cost them. But I think that the Roosters, they were just on top in the first 20 minutes, as I said. Titans had some off-and-on momentum as well in that 20 minutes. But just some knock-ons and some silly mistakes really um, cost them in that first 20. 
Radley was on fire in his first game back. I don't think I've ever seen a better game from Victor Radley this season. Obviously, he's been out for a long time with, obviously, suspension. Um, But, geez, coming back into the Roosters side, he really, really stepped up. Um, Did Victor Radley. I just... He was unreal. 49 tackles. He got the most tackles in the game. Uh, He was fantastic, as I said, Um, Victor Radley. I'm just trying to get up some stats for Victor Radley right now, Um, if you give me a few seconds. But I'll I'll just keep going through um, some more uh, points from that game. Tedesco um, scored off some Radley brilliance. As I said, Radley, what an impact he has on this side. Uh, he ran for 138 metres. I mean, that is sensational. Let me just get up his, uh, let's go, post-contact metres, 33. That's pretty good as well. Um, tackle efficiency for Victor Adley was 94.2%, 49 tackles. Now, that is a really, really good performance from Victor Adley. He's just a superstar probably one of the best locks in the game, but I think if we're talking best locks in the game, we have to put uh, Cameron Murray at the top of that list, but Radley, he's definitely up there. He was on fire last night uh, against the Gold Coast Titans. That was amazing. Such a great game. Tupanua, I think he's so underrated, Tupanua. I mean, he was put in a range of positions uh, throughout this year. I've talked about this a few times. He's so underrated. He put a huge hit on I think it was in the first half, and that really gave the Roosters some momentum. I think the Roosters were failing to reach some decent um, completions, uh, especially in the first half. They were on a 50% completion rate in the first half, but they were still winning, which really shows the type of side that the Roosters are. It was just unbelievable performance. Um, And also, the Roosters had a bit of less possession as well. Um, then the Titans did, as, but and they were still winning, which is huge, absolutely huge for the Sydney Roosters. I absolutely love watching them play, even though I am a South supporter. I think the Roosters, what they've done this season with the amount of injuries they've had is just sublime, just so huge for the club, uh, and I can't wait to see how far they go in this final series. Roosters really did turn it up in the second half. Both teams playing really off-the-cuff footy as well. I feel sorry for Matty Cavallo as well for that knock-on in such a pivotal moment in the game. But he made up for it with a beautiful catch off the short kickoff that the Titans tried to do to get back in the game. Absolutely huge. Such a clutch moment for Matty Cavallo. And he, he sort of made up for uh, the knock-on in the pivotal moment. The Roosters still won the game. So, hey, at the end of the day... Um, Matty Cavallo, what a player. Uh, I think he needs to be signed by another club ASAP so he gets that starting role on the wing. Um, and he had some really great runs as well, Matty Cavallo. After that knock-on, he was he was on fire. He really wanted to prove to, him, to himself and the players around him that that wasn't the type of player he was. He wanted to prove that he was that clutch winger. Uh, and he d- certainly did after the knock-on. Uh, Sam Walker with the field goal coming in clutch, was brought on uh, just for that reason. And, wow, he delivered, didn't he? Sam Walker uh, wins the, the side of the game only just. I mean, the Titans turned it up as soon as that field goal happened. They were playing some really off-the-cuff footy, pass on pass on pass. And, unfortunately, 
the one pass that they had to do to score themselves a try and win the game, they just didn't execute, and the Roosters won. Patrick Herbert, all he had to do was pass on his inside, and David Fafita scores, and they win the game, but it just wasn't to be, and the Roosters win 25-24. Moving on to the South Sydney Rabbitohs versus the Penrith Panthers now. I think everyone can agree when I say that everyone thought that Penrith were going to obliterate the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I'm sitting here as a South fan and holy shit, that was huge. South beat Penrith. It's not like, it's not every day that you hear that one. South beat the Penrith Panthers 16 to 10 by one try. It was such an equal game. Uh, there was only one try scored in that second half, and that was the South Sydney Rabbitohs to win that game. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about this wonderful masterpiece of rugby league. And it, and to you know, to be honest, the game flowed. The referee let the game flow. It flowed really, really well. Um, there were not many penalties given. The game just flowed, and that's what made it so enjoyable for the fans. Even the Roosters and the Titans game flowed really well as well. I really liked how that there wasn't that many penalties given, and the game just um, it just felt much, much more enjoyable for the fans. And it certainly felt more enjoyable for me. But let's talk about let's talk about this game. Let's let's talk about this wonderful masterpiece of a game: the South Sydney Rabbitohs versus the Penrith Panthers. So, South Sydney, they had a super, super strong start. First run of the game set the tone for the entire match. South with heaps of momentum to start off this game. They were pretty much standing up to Penrith. It was amazing to watch. I totally didn't expect it. I thought that I was going to be sitting there with in tears watching my beautiful team, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, get smashed. But that wasn't the case. South stood up to Penrith. And I mean, that is huge. If they can stand up to a team like Penrith, they can definitely stand up to a team like Manly or the Melbourne Storm. And look, South just proved to the entire NRL community that they are still in this. They are still premiership contenders. I think that is huge. Cody Walker, brilliance for a try to level the scores. Um... It was Stephen Crichton that scored before that. Um, Stephen Crichton, I thought, as soon as he scored, I was like, far out. We've lost. We've lost the game. Um, they're, they're on a roll. It's going to be really hard for us to come back. But I was totally wrong. I misspoke. I definitely misspoke. Because here, Cody Walker scores and levels the scores. And then two penalties were kicked by each team, which leaves half time 10 all. Everyone was, well, I know I was. I was surprised. I was shocked that this was the outcome. It was such an intense game, especially in the first half. And and both teams were up for the fight. It was amazing. Just a sublime game of footy. Um, it was such a great competition. It was also, almost had an origin feel to it, to be honest. It was just so intense. Uh, and you were all just left standing out of your seat waiting to find out what was going to happen next. So South's come out firing in the second half, and Penrith pretty much just had no answer. South were on top, and you don't hear that every day, especially against Penrith, a Penrith side with Nathan Cleary, the, ma- the maestro of that Penrith side still in it. I mean, that is absolutely huge. 
A huge effort by the South Sydney Rabbitohs. The underdogs win 16-10. Penrith only scored one try. That was... That really uh, shocked me. It shocked me. It was a huge, huge effort by the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Great defensive effort by the South Sydney Rabbitohs. South being the best defensive team in the comp. And as I said before, the game just flowed. And that's what it made it so enjoyable. And that's why this game was the game of the week for sure. But you could argue that the Eels and the Knights game was even more enjoyable. The Eels versus the Knights. Far out. That was massive. A huge game for the Eels and for the Knights. I was left out of my seat. I didn't expect this to be the best game of the week. Um, but it probably was. It was... Uh, uh, I'd have to argue that the South and Penrith and the Eels and Knights games were pretty level of of when you're talking about the best games of the week. Pretty level. So let's talk about the Eels and the Knights. Gutho kicks the ball out on the full for the first kickoff and gives the Newcastle Knights the ball and pretty much the momentum. Off this, Ponga scores a be- gives a beautiful ball for Tuala to score a try. Was a great set for a great set by Parramatta, um, who just did not want this to be the way that the game went. And Wong and Blake scores a beautiful, beautiful try. Uh, Tyson Frizzell comes off for a HIA and he passes it. He comes back later in the game. Now, 18 minutes in, I want to talk about this because this was absolutely, absolutely a great effort by the Parramatta Eels. 18 minutes in. Eels, you could argue they were on the back foot. Nathan Brown. This guy is amazing. Nathan Brown comes out of nowhere. Daniel Saifidi is running straight at him. Nathan Brown comes out of nowhere and flattens him. It was huge. Nathan Brown, what a hit. And that's not the only big hit in this game. There's more to come, but I'll talk about them later. That was a huge defensive set from from Parramatta. He actually gets two hits in a a row, Nathan Brown. Comes out of marker and hits the next bloke. I mean, what an effort from him. And that really sucked up the uh, the, the Parramatta Eels. It was two great defensive sets, really, because the set after that, that was a great effort in defense and really kept the, the... uh, Newcastle Knights in their own end, which was huge, huge effort from the Eels, as I've said a few times now. Eels basically looked on top after the first 20 minutes. Ray Stone and Murata Kore put on some huge hits. Huge hits. Great effort by both men. It was an amazing thing to watch. Ray Stone has to be the king defender for the Parramatta Eels. I mean, it was just a great effort from Ray Stone. He was awesome. He comes in. He was He's a lock forward. He comes in and he plays in the hooking role. And he does an absolutely amazing job. I mean, 50 tackles. It was 50 tackles from him. It's actually 56 tackles from Jaden Braley, which was a huge effort. Isaiah Papali'i, probably the guy that we wouldn't be really be talking about, but he's run for over 100. He's run for 194 meters, which is huge. Um, amazing effort from the from the Parramatta Eels, as I said. 
I honestly did not expect this game to be as played like it was. I, I knew it was going to be close, but geez, Louise, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Ray, Ray Stone, it doesn't actually say his run meters here. That's pretty weird how it hasn't got his run meters. I'm just trying to look for some stats for him right now. Ray Stone, 50 tackles is huge. I think that's the only thing I'm going to get from that. But, that, I mean, for a lock forward who's been put in the hooker role, 50 tackles. Hats off to you, mate. That is a great effort. Ray Stone, what a player. Now, honestly, if you told me that Ray Stone was going to be a hard-hitting small man uh, and he was going to have a great game of footy and he was going to be so influential for the Parramatta Eels come finals time, I would have laughed in your face. Ray Stone, what an effort, mate. As I said, hats off to you. Pat on the back, mate. What an effort. Heimel Hunt breaks through. As Para give up in defense, they basically they had a really big defensive set, and then all of a sudden a huge let up by the Parramatta Eels and Harmon Hunt Harmel Hunt breaks through and scores a beautiful try. A smart play by Harmel Hunt, he sticks his foot out and catches the ball, uh, and as and we would have, I thought honestly just watching it that that was one of the smartest plays I think I've seen by Harmel Hunt. I definitely rate Harmel Hunt. He he's a Great player. Um, Spewing that he left the South Sydney Rabbitohs, but he's been so good for the Knights. He puts his foot out. He catches He catches the ball, which means that the ball's been out on the full. It should be a, a set restart, uh, seven tackle set for the Parramatta, uh, for the Newcastle Knights, sorry. Um, but the bunker said there was insufficient evidence. The evidence was there. He caught the ball and his foot was out. And we could clearly see that he didn't touch it because if he touched it, it would have... Oh, look, all I'm going to say is I think that is a seven-tackle set for the Newcastle Knights. Um, and it was a really smart play from Heimel Hunt. So, as I said for Ray Stone, mate, hats off to Heimel Hunt. Hey, that was a great play by Heimel Hunt. Really smart footy from the winger. Uh, and, yeah, great footy from both teams. It was such a great game. Wonga Blake look, puts a huge hit uh, and gets put on report for it. I mean, it really takes all the shine off the huge effort um, that the that the Parramatta Eels had put in in defence. I mean, doing something that will really rev up your team and then having that player put on report it's just it's it's not it's not a fun feeling and and it, it's just stupid in my opinion. I think the Parramatta Eels are going to be really unlucky with suspensions. Um, come next week, but oh, yeah, it's it's just really unlucky how many players were put on report in that game. Um, the game was pretty much stopped every five to seven minutes in the first half. It wasn't really, uh, it didn't really flow like the uh, the Penrith and uh, the South game, who really flowed well. This one wasn't as good. It didn't flow that much. It was pretty much stopped every five or seven minutes with. Parramatta players or Eels players coming off and injury interchanges and they had to stop the game for this guy and this guy. It was just, it wasn't that enjoyable as a fan uh, in that in when those things were happening. But other than that, it was a really good game. It was probably one of the games of the week. Um, Mitchell Moses, now he had a, this was huge. I said in a podcast a few weeks ago, if Parramatta are to go anywhere in this finals, Moses, Mitchell Moses has to stand up 
and he has to play his best footy. He did that. He did that tonight. Mitchell Moses lifted the spirits of his team by taking on the defense and scoring a great try, and that really lift the, lifted the spirits of the Parramatta Eels. That try, it, it put them in front, and Mitchell Moses, what an effort. That try ignited the Eels, and then Fergo goes over for a try, and it put them in the lead at half time. Then, in the second half, Fergo gets another one. What an effort by Blake Ferguson. That was absolutely huge. Dylan Brown. Now, this guy is probably one of the best defensive halves in the game. I think I've said it a lot of times in other podcasts, but Dylan Brown, 94.4 tackle efficiency for a half. That is huge. That is a huge effort. I'm not sure if that changed. I actually checked that earlier in the game, but that's that right there. That is huge for a half. Um, Dylan Brown, great defensive effort from him. Miranda Niakore gets the ball back for the Eels with a huge, huge tackle. Actually, you know what? He didn't get the ball back, to be honest. I forgot to change that note. He put a huge hit on, and then they gave the penalty to the to the Newcastle Knights. I mean, there were some rough calls that went against the Parramatta Eels, but the fact that they, the resilience that they showed to win that game was huge. Uh, Kalen Ponga throws a awesome pass. Probably, it was just, it was just, there's no words for it. It was a masterclass performance from Kalen Ponga. He threw some, he threw some great balls to set up Aaron Juwala. Aaron Juwala scored three tries from beautiful KP passes. He threw an awesome ball, though, uh, and Aaron Juwala scores a hat-trick. As I said, Kalen Ponga, masterclass performance from him. Great game, and he did stand up. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough, and the Newcastle Knights season is over. Now, Pierce knocks the ball on off the kickoff after they scored a beautiful try. It was a pivotal moment in the game. I reckon that the Newcastle Knights would have scored again, just the way they looked. They looked really, really pumped up after Chuala scored that try. Uh, and it was just, yeah, it was a pivotal, as I said, pivotal moment in the game. Pierce knocks the ball on off the kickoff. Um, and the Parramatta Eels get it back, and they had a great set off that too. Um, so, Parramatta get the ball back. RCG is the man that gets the ball. Regan Campbell-Gillard. Oh, the contact. It was awesome. He ran straight at Barnett, and they just collided like two ships colliding at sea. It was amazing. It was awesome. So great effort by Regan Campbell-Gillard in his game, first game back from, I think it was an injury. Oh, maybe it was suspension. I'm not too sure, but he, he, come, he came back. And he had, a, he had a great game, Regan Campbell-Gillard. It was a great set from Parramatta, which was basically ruined by a knock-on by Junior Paulo. No discredit to the bloke. He had a great game as well. Uh, but it was a great set. They were really on top, and then that knock-on really just ruined it. And the score was 22-20. to 20. It was so close. It was so close. It was a great defensive effort all game from Parramatta. RCG put a huge hit on Tyson Frizzell that actually had him taken off for the rest of the game. He wasn't in a good way because he had to come off for a HIA. Before that, he really wasn't in a good way when he came back on. 
even the commentators were saying they were surprised that he'd passed his HIA. He gets hit by Regan Campbell-Gillard, and he's just not in a good way, so he had to come off for the rest of the game. Mose, Mitchell Moses, special shout-out to Mitchell, Mitchell Moses. His kicking game is, was on point, and that was a beautiful try. Nathan Brown was carrying a leg injury the whole game, and he just was one of the best forwards on the park, so hats off to him as well. Um, it was just such a great game to watch. Connor Watson, huge try saver on Bryce Cartwright. Huge. He grabbed his he wrapped his body around him and held him up somehow. Connor Watson, jeez, he's going to be good at the Roosters next year. I can't wait. He, he's probably a, a Rooster right now because the Newcastle Knights season was over. That's Connor Watson's last game for Newcastle Knights, and he pulls off a awesome, awesome try saver on Bryce Cartwright to finish his stint at the Newcastle Knights. Now, this was probably the most controversial penalty try in this season. So, Clinton Gutherson gets the ball. He's tackled. It looked like a grubber kick. Now, many people could argue that it was a knock-on. Personally, I actually do think it was a knock-on. The ball did touch the ground before it was kicked by Gutho. The bunker didn't see it, so it was play on. Will Penasini scores a penalty. Well, didn't score. He got a penalty try for his team. And that's, what, that's what won the Parramatta Eels the game and actually cost the Newcastle Knights their season. So let me know in my DMs. Do you think that the penalty try was a Gutho knock-on or do you think it's a try? Let me know in my DMs. Great round of footy this week. Can't wait. Can't wait for next week. It's going to be an absolute cracker. Recommend this podcast to a friend, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Baby.